Hi everyone, welcome to the third episode of Tzio Minute. In the first one we explained how Eretz Yisrael is actually the core and foundation of Yiddishkeit. In episode two we discussed Eretz Yisrael from a historical perspective, meaning how we were in Golis and now we're in Gula. Unfortunately, some of us are still in Golis and should make the greatest possible effort to leave it. In this episode, I want to talk about Mashiach. What is Mashiach? Who is Mashiach? Etc. So the first term, the first you saw it is that Mashiach is a term referring to political leadership. Political leadership means head of a state, the highest authority, the boss, the guy who runs the country. It could be called prime minister, king, president, doesn't matter. The point is he's a political leader, he runs the country, and that is what Mashiach is referring to. How do we know that? Because Mashiach literally means Mashiach Mashem and Amishcha. Now the halacha is that Malchus Beis David requires Shemana Amishcha to start the Malchus. See the Gemara and Herius, the Ramam talks about it. Um, Malchus Yisrael, who does not really require Mashiach, however, the Minig was that they also did Mashiach. Akapanam, the Minig for Malchus is to do Mashiach, which is why the Malchus is referred to as Mashiach, and Malchus literally means political leadership, so in, in, in Yiddishkeit, we refer to that as Mashiach. Now, the next side is that Mashiach, besides for being a person, it's also, number two, an era, it's a time in history, and number three, it's also different movements and ideologies, and I'll explain. Okay, so first of all, the era. Chazal say, So, Chazal are saying, first of all, this is a time in history, and the core and key difference between the Golas and the previous, before Yemoyis Mashiach and Yemoyis Mashiach is that Yemoyis um, Mashiach is, is signified in that there's no Shiva Malchus anymore. During, whereas in the Golas, we're Meshubid under the Malchus Umas Ha'ilam, which means you are a guest, a bunch of guest communities um, in, you know, subjugated under the jurisdiction of, of a host country. That's how it was in Europe and Spain. So that that matzav of Shiv Malchis is going to end by Moshe Mashiach, and uh, and Lamaisa it ended. Okay, so so the time of Moshe Mashiach, this era is, is is referred to as an era where we don't have no longer have Shiv Malchis. Um, now Jews throughout the Galus they they still have Shiv Malchis, but. In Eretz Yisrael, remember Shiv Malchus, we are in Eretz Yisrael under our own Jewish government and we're no longer subjugated to the, uh, you know, the, whatever, the whims of the host government that you, we used to be in, in Gullahs. Now, even in America, where, where, where it's a nice government, it's a nice government that the Jewish people ever had to deal with, at the end of the day, they are the boss and you are a guest, which is a, a uh, indicator, a determining factor of what Gullahs is, whereas Gula is getting rid of that Shiv Malchus and having your own independent government. Now, just a side note, I want to throw in here for a second, this is why Chazal is such a big deal about the death of Gedali ben Achikam, right? Everyone knows, I'm, I'm jumping off a tangent over here for a second, but after the day after Hashanah, we fast, we fast for, for Gedalia. So many people, especially people, died throughout Jewish history. Why, why, why him? Why now? What's going on? I see he died in Rosh Hashanah, but um, why Chazal are making such a big deal out of it? Because he was the last vestige of um, Jewish government in Bayes Rishon, which, which ended at the hands of the Babylonians. 
And him, his death, that signified the real end of the Jewish state at that time. So upon him becoming back to a Jewish state uh, with a Jewish government, that's no longer Shiva Malchus, and uh, that, that, that signifies the onset of a new era. Now people are going to ask, what do you mean? In Israel today, you're under the jurisdiction of a non-religious government. Okay? This might not be true anymore, but Akhaponim for a long time, and there's still definitely non-religious elements. So we touched on this in the previous episodes, and the answer is that Jewish leadership, even bad Jewish leadership, like Achov, Yeruvim and Nevat, it's not called Shiv Malchus. It's called Geula because it's Malchus Yisrael. It's Jewish government. Now, you don't might not like this particular Jewish government, uh, or this particular Malach, but it's not, that's not Kogola, it's not called Shiv Malchus. Another, people, another question people ask is that you're saying that which means that Israel is no longer under the jurisdiction of other gover- of, of another country on top of them we're our own independent the Kasha is you're not independent what do you mean? Israel can't do what it wants you have the European Union you have Obama and him and her and whoever else is pressuring Israel to do this and to do that so uh, they're not independent um, the answer is that that's a mistake. That's just a that's just an, uh, a symptom of the modern era uh, that there's an international community and and all countries face sanctions if they make decisions that the Western world, for example, is not happy with. Even Russia and China, two tremendous superpowers. Russia, the entire economy is going down the drain because of you know, uh, U.S. and Western sanctions. So Israel has to face the same sanctions. Doesn't you can, you're not going to say that Russia is not independent or China is not independent. These are, these are independent nation states. Yeah, in the modern world, there's an international community that you have to deal with. Um, you know, so you can't just do what you want. But Akhapanam, they're, they're, they're independent. Uh, so Israel today is an independent nation state. We elect our own Jewish government, make our, make our own decisions. And we're no longer just a group of guests in some host country, that that host country can kick us around, you know, pogrom and do whatever they want, as they see fit. So we, now we understand the era of Yemaisa Mashiach, which we're currently in. So Yemaisa Mashiach is an era. Mashiach is an era, and that's where we are right now, because we're, we're independent. I'm sorry for repeating this so many times. Um, the next part of Mashiach is the different movements. about. Uh, besides for, uh, the, at the time, there's also different movements of Mashiach. There's a, per, there's, there's a person or people or, or, or certain lines and certain streams of Mashiachim in Klal Yisrael. And the, uh, the, the prayer makes that clear, and Chazal makes that clear, and let's talk about that for a minute. So everyone, I'm sure, heard of Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David. So this actually goes back to um, Yosef HaTzadik and Yehuda, which really goes back to Rachel and Leia Imenu. And in Parshas Vayechi, the Yaakov Vinu is giving the final brachas to the Shvatim, and he says, um, so we see that, we see actually in the brachas that Yehuda and Yosef are the two main streams of Malchus, which is Mashiach, the two main streams of, of Malchus, Mashiach, in Judaism. And you'll note that, number one, Yehuda and Yosef had the longest brachas, a few, a few psukim for each of them. And also, the Malchus is actually clearly stated because it says, Lo yasser shevet mi Yehuda. Shevet is lashon malchus, and by Yosef it says katka nazir echav. Nazir echav means the crowned one amongst his brothers. Akaponim it's mefurish in the psukim. It's not a chiddush that Yehuda and Yosef are um, 
the icons of Malchus in, in, in Yadus. Now, the Gemara also takes this idea further, talks about it a lot. The Gemara talks about Ben Dover, all the Gemara says on Hedron. And the Gemara talks about Malchus Yisrael, and, and Malchus Beis David, and Mashiach Ben Yosef. So we see this, this, this idea continuing further in Jewish thought, that there's different streams of uh, Mashiach, of Malchus. And actually, Lamaisa, these multiple movements play out on the stage of history. So, first of all, um, the first Melech, so to speak, who brings Klal Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael after Moshe Rabbeinu was left there, is Yeshua Benun. Yeshua Benun is the, he's the Melech, he brings Klal Yisrael into Eretz Yisrael, and he was from Shevet Ephraim, which is Yosef. So, the first one was Malchus Beis Yosef. Later on, there's this process of the Shevetim, and then there's no leadership at all, so it's a tremendous dearth of leadership, and uh, it gets messy. And then it, it, it grows into Malchus Beis David, and that actually ends up splitting um, after Shlema Melech, and we have Malchus Beis David and Malchus Yisrael. Malchus Yisrael is led by none other than Yerovim ben Nevat, who's from Shevet Ephraim, which is Yosef. Again, we see David and Yosef leading Am Yisrael. Um, actually, uh, in Aftarah, in last week, the, the, in Parshas Ha'igash, the, the, the Navi talks about how that Yosef and Yehuda come back together as one Malchus, Lassad Lavai, there no, will no longer be a split. Of course, we know that it's going to be a unified government. Akhapanim, just come back to the history for a second, um, in Bayez Shani, when they came back with Ezra, who was the Melech? And Ezra was a Kayin, who was the Melech? Um, the Melech was Zerubbabel, right? We've seen on Hanukkah, which is Zerubbabel was from Malchus Yehuda. So again, we see this idea of Yosef and Yehuda being, playing the role of leadership of the Jewish people, specifically in the leadership of a nation state, political leadership in Eretz Yisrael throughout history. So, this is how Chazal knew that in the final Geula we would also have Malchus Yosef and Malchus Yehuda, David, involved in this process of Geula. Um, and like we just discussed, there are different streams, different movements, they have different personalities, they have different uh, ideology, they have different styles of government, because they actually have different functions that they're here to accomplish. Now, I want to touch on this for a few minutes. Um, I don't want to be myrich, but a few core differences in the movements and the ideologies and the functions of these two different streams of Malchus within Judaism. So, Ali Maktim is a famous cook. I didn't see it inside, but I've heard it where people say, where he says that uh, secular Zionism is Mashiach ben Yasef. That's what he says, that Zionism as a movement which ended up forming the nation state of Israel we have today, that is Mashiach ben Yasef. Now, if we look at some of the elements of Yasef in the past few parishes of Miket Vigash we can get a glimpse of how that might be so. So, number one is that Yasef, his role in history, he's the nation builder. Okay? So, Rav Hirsch actually writes that. Um, Yaakov Avinu's family would have assimilated had they not gone down to Mitzrayim. If you look at the story of Yehuda, who he married, who his kids married, look, some, look, look at some of the Yichus and Parshas the Yigash, um, there's, this, there's this idea that, that, that the Shvatim, he said, Rabbi Hirsch writes, this part at least, he writes that um, they were too similar to the Kanani, the surrounding Kanani culture. It was too easy for them to mingle with them and to become part of them. They would have disappeared. They never would have formed a nation. So we went. So, so we had to go down to Mitzrayim, the Kor Barzal. Egypt was an antithesis to, to the culture of Yaakovino and Canaan and that area where they were from. And that, 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 that was totally separate, and that made them become into a nation. And who was the one that took them down to Mitzrayim? Because of him, they went down to Mitzrayim. That was Yisav Everyone knows. 
So, <clears throat> so we see this idea that Yosef was chosen from all the brothers as the one who's responsible for creating Am Yisrael as a nation. At the end of Parshas Vayechi, all the brothers, the Torah, from all the brothers, who was the Torah record as saying this to, to them, um, reminding them that you should take my bones out of it, out of China, bring us there to Israel. Yosef is the one whose job is to remind the people, remind the family that uh, you're not supposed to be here in Mitzrayim, you're supposed to eventually go back to Israel and remember to take my bones with you there. Um, so we see, this, we see this idea of Yosef being responsible for the nation, uh, for nation building. Um, another, another difference, another key feature of Yosef is, the Pasuk says, Now, of course, there's a Pashat to that, but um, even in Pashat, they didn't recognize him. He looked like an Egyptian. Now, you might not recognize Yosef when you see him. Um, now, of course, deep down, Yosef is a stronghold of Amuna and Kedusha. His job, again, was to separate us from the nations of the world. Now, all the naysayers of secular Zionism out there, they should just know that Israel has the strongest family unit of all Western nations in the world. And Lamaisa in Eretz Israel today, there's almost zero intermarriage. Compared to Judaism and the Gauls, Rahman al-Islam, we all know how bad that is. Um, Okay, so that is as far as Yosef looks, you know, compared to the rest of the brothers. Now, the leadership style of Yosef is also very unique in that it's very powerful, uh, controlling. Look at the end of Ayigash. Yosef takes all of Mitzrayim's resources as government property, which is uh, very similar to the uh, strong central governments, like socialist style of how Israel was for, the state of Israel was formed today. And actually, some of, a lot of that original... Um, style of government still exists in Israel today. Um, one last point, I'm not an expert in Kabbalah, but I'm told that it fits very well with the understanding that Yosef is Yosoyed, which means he, he, he gives everything, everything comes through him, and he's the giver to everyone. The Pasuk says, Yosef, Yosef hu amashbir, Yosef is only that fed Mitzrayim and fed the world. Pasuk also says, Yosef he, he fed his brothers, his family. It, it, it rings very similar to the welfare state, where the government's job is to feed the people. This is Yasef style government. Um, okay, I just wanted to point out some of the, the key features of Yasef and, and, and this thing that Cook said that, that secular Zionism is Yasef Atzadik. Al Kapanam Yasef's job is to use his tough, tough style of leadership to rebuild the battered, broken, and scattered communities of Gullahs and form it back into a nation state, the physical entity of the state of Israel today. So the next uh, movement, so that's one movement of, of, of Malchus and Yiddishkeit. The next movement of Malchus and Yiddishkeit is uh, Malchus Yehuda, Malchus Beis David, Mashiach Ben David. Again, I don't want to be Marech over here, but let's try to pick on some identifiable traits. Uh, number one is the role. That's very different. Whereas Yasef makes the state, Yehuda takes the already formed nation state, and he brings it to their ultimate mission, to their ultimate spiritual destiny, the Ruchnius, where they need to go. Um, yeah, also, the Navi says he's low-key, he's not like this powerful, uh, on the inside at least, he's not this powerful uh, figure, he's low-key, the Navi says, there's other, other Navuas that talk about that. Um, another very core feature about Malchus Beis David, I want to point out, is the leadership style. The Rambam says that the core functions of Malchus Beis David are Mishpat and Molcham. Mishpat is just civil justice. You can't hurt someone and not get, and get away with it. You have to pay for it. There's this tzedek, there's mishpat, everything has to be kadasu kadin. And uh, I actually understand that to be more of a capitalist free market approach as opposed to the uh, current uh, 
socialist, communist, government-controlled approach, which is not based on Tzedek Mishpat. It's, it's, it's full of gezel and, and, and corruption. Now, not the Chashom in general is like that, but it, it attracts that. Um, author, authoritarian, authoritarian governments attract corruption. And Bavra um, Malach's job is Tzedek Mishpat, everything's Kedas Vigdin. And um, the next thing is that Muhammad, that's an extra responsibility of Bavra Malach, which Yod Chal Erev Yaakov says to, to Yehuda in the Brachas that uh, he go and like we know Davar Malach he went to, when he went to war he defeated of course he sat the Dishmai, he defeated his enemies he crushed his enemies no gains um, so that is also Kabbalah again there's, there's he's the Makabel he's not the Noisin he's the Makabel which is a feminine it's uh, again a low key low key style of leadership um, let's just of course we can't you know uh, not can't get the whole picture of Dovra Melech's job without reading the Rambam about Dovra Melech. And, and, and again, we're explaining over here what this stream of Malchus and Yiddishkeit of, of, of Yehuda is. So the Rambam uh, lays it out very well. But before we get into actually how he explains Mashiach, he, he, he gives a very good in- intro, which is extremely important to people to know. The Rambam says, Al yale al daitcha shamelech ha-Mashiach tzarech lasis oisis umaysim chadish zvarm ba'ilam Malach Mashiach is not, does not need to make miracles and moifsim and, 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 and make new things. He's not a magical figure as, just to throw in for a second, as Christianity sort of seeped into Judaism and like gave us ideas about how this person needs to look. It's, Mamash comes from the Goyim. He's not a magician. He is the Malchus. He's a Melech. Now what is his job? Zog the Rambam. So in English, first of all, he has to be from the Yichus of Davar Malach, that's Pashat. He has to learn Torah and keep the mitzvahs. He has to inspire Am Yisrael to also volunteer in mitzvahs, and he has to fight Hashem's Mohammed's national security. These bullet pointers, Dr. Rambam, make him likely to be Mashiach. Now, as Dr. Rambam further, that if he's successful in all of the above, and he's victorious over, over all our enemies, true national security, real national security, no gains, and the second thing is Dr. Rambam, he builds base Mikdash on Harabais where it belongs, and number three, he brings the rest of the schleppers, Nidche Yisraels like the Rambam, the rest of the Jewish people, Achaz Shaman Shun called them schleppers, but the people who didn't make it here yet, um, from all over the world, like the Rambam, he's Vashor Mashiach. So basically, basically, the mission statement of Davon HaMelech um, is bringing the Am to its ultimate goal. It's called Yud, to, to ultimate destiny. And uh, bring, by bringing Am Yisrael to this ultimate destiny of, of, of this existence of being all Am Yisrael is, is keeping their mitzvahs, we have the Mikdash, and we have, you know, we have real national security, and we have Tzedekul Mishpat, and a prospering economy, that ultimately brings to the utopian area where the whole world reaches its tikkun. So, just to recap, we, we reviewed number one, how Yemesa Mashiach is an era which started already, and how Mashiach is also two different movements, and these movements had different goals. 
So practically speaking, because we're in Yom Mashiach already, because Israel is a Jewish state with a political leader, something for 2,000 years we did not have a country, and we therefore we did not have a Mashiach, which means a, a, a political leader. Um, as the Gemara says, So now that we no longer have Shiva Malchis, so we're well into the Mashiach. So even though we have not yet merited to a leader who has accomplished the goals of the Rambam we just said, that we just set out, um, the fact that every person in the government of Israel today is wearing a yarmulke, except for Bibi, by the way, uh, not yet. So that's a harbinger that hopefully we're on the way to that ultimate. To, we're, we're sort of like in a stage of history where we're shifting from Yosef to, to Yehuda. That, that's L'chair where we are. Um, now we say, the, the, the Rambam says the famous, So if you're in the Golas, of course, does not mean to wait for that to happen. Number one, because the Yemesh Mashiach part, the era of Mashiach already is here, so nothing to wait for. And as far as that ultimate leader, <coughs> you don't wait for him; you anticipate him, and you and you and you uh, you mechazik that movement. And when you mechazik that movement by coming here, of course, and being part of it, um, so then uh, then the, the, that that brings it you know closer to actually happening. So Akapanim, everyone that's in the Gaulas now, to make their best effort to come join us. Um, the Gemara says, which means in English that you're not obligated to finish the job. You are obligated to take the, ne- to take the next baby step. What's, what's the next? Break it down to even a hundred baby steps. What's the next step you can take? And do that right now. And then figure out, once you've done that, don't think about it now, but once you've done that, what's the next baby step after that? And if you keep on doing that, eventually you will be here, be here in Israel. And uh, finally, like we just said, every person who comes has the power to influence and be part of this amazing project and brings Eretz Yisrael another step in the right direction. And besides for that, you, when you leave the Golas, you're taking the miraculous step out of the Golas and into Geula. You shall all be Zeicha Mehera Biyameinu.